As you can imagine, craving is a topic that comes up a lot in my medical weight loss practice. And for some reason, it was particularly top of mind with my patients this week. It kept coming up over and over and over again. It's funny how that happens, how things keep coming up as if it's part of a collective experience. And so I imagine that maybe cravings are something that you might be battling with. And so I thought today, I take it for a deep dive. Whether we're talking about foods or phones, alcohol, cigarettes, shopping, cravings, and its stronger twin sister, desire, is something that we all reckon with. And in today's podcast, I want to talk to you about how we can reckon with it in a way that is effective and empowering. Welcome back to Health Bite the podcast for small, actionable bites towards healthier living. I believe your relationship with food is a window into your relationship with yourself. And in this podcast, we will explore how to redefine this relationship so you not only can achieve your weight loss goals, but also greater mental, emotional, and physical well-being. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udeem, and I'm excited to share with you this week's bite. So first of all, what is a craving? A craving is an intense desire for a specific thing, including a food or a substance. Cravings, as you know, can cause physical reactions, like an increase in heart rate, a feeling in our gut, as well as an emotional reaction, longing, anxiety, irritability. Cravings are normal, but when they're not managed effectively, they can negatively impact our physical and emotional well-being. It's important to know that cravings are physiologic. They are supported by our normal physiology. And in prior podcasts, I've discussed the brain science of cravings, the neurotransmitters involved, and we'll drop the links below if you've not listened to these before. And these cravings have been evolutionarily ingrained because certain things like food, sex, and connection were and are linked to our survival. So craving and desiring was a means to successfully achieve and acquire these things. But now in our lives of overload and abundance, our cravings can backfire. So how can we manage this normal, physiologic, and universal impulse? I wanna start with the most important, which is learning to sit with our cravings instead of fighting with them. Have you ever heard of the expression, what you resist persists? Well, when it comes to cravings, this is absolutely true. Fighting with a craving is not going to work. In fact, it's only going to exacerbate that impulse. Have you ever had this experience? You're sitting on the couch or in bed watching TV when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a vision of the chocolate cake in your fridge appears in your mind. Or if you're like my husband, Dr. T, the thought of chips 
pops into your mind. Or maybe you came home from a stressful day at work or had a stressful day with the kids and are now thinking, wow, how nice it would be to drink a glass of wine or two to take the edge off. Oh no, don't think about it, you say to yourself, which is great, except that now you're thinking about it. In fact, you're thinking about it a lot. And in the midst of this tug of war, you can't have any, but I want to. You're not allowed to, you're on a diet. I don't give a damn about the diet. I want the bleeping cake or the wine. What's wrong with me? Why do I keep having these cravings? Or I hate this, I can't stand this feeling. Whatever those fighting words and thoughts are, they will keep you in the grip of a craving and in the clutches of an urge. Now you're obsessed with this thought. And before you know it, you watch yourself as if in an out-of-body experience, get up from the couch, walk over to the fridge, and pull out that piece of cake or pour yourself that glass of wine. It's such a common experience that we assume that submitting to the craving is inevitable and we allow the craving to get the best of us. But here's the thing, it is not inevitable. And the first step is opening up to the possibility that there's another way. If we believe that we cannot break the habitual and automatic response to our cravings, be it food, alcohol, smoking, shopping, scrolling on our phones, then we cannot begin to allow the possibility for change. Change begins with allowing for the possibility of a different outcome. So now that we're open to the possibility of change, I want you to change your relationship to the craving. I want you to embrace the craving. Do not resist, fight with, or negotiate with it. Rather, I want you to open your arms up wide, wide open to the grave craving. Become friendly with it. Invite it to sit on the couch and sit down next to you. Sit with it. This may sound funny, but hear me out. Remember that what you resist persists. So the alternative to resisting and fighting and negotiating is learning to be with the craving. And by doing so, this is what happens. You learn to tolerate the desire. You learn to tolerate the discomfort without reacting to it. You learn that you actually can sit with and tolerate this uncomfortable feeling. As I shared in my TED talk, when we learn to pause between the trigger and the reaction, between the desire and the impulse to act on that desire, something interesting happens. We allow the feeling to pass. Now keep listening because I'm going to share with you step-by-step 
how to enact this in real time, how to sit with the craving, develop tolerance to the discomfort, and therefore allow it to pass. But before we do that, I need to review with you the anatomy of a craving. And I shared this with you in a prior podcast, episode 109. This was actually our number one most listened to episode, by the way. So we'll throw that one in the show notes too. And please take a listen when you get a chance. But it's worth repeating here. So according to a psychologist, Dr. Alan Marlott, our cravings are like a wave. Imagine a wave in the ocean. It begins subtly. And then slowly it builds like a wave. It builds and then it peaks. This is the point I say it feels like our heads are going to explode if we don't surrender and actually grab that piece of chocolate cake. But here's the thing. If we wait, if we give it time, this feeling will pass. And much like a wave that crescendos and peaks, the intensity of the wave will decrescendo and go away. Now, you may not believe me. You may disagree or contest. But let me ask you, when was the last time that you actually tried this? When was the last time that you sat patiently and compassionately with a craving and allowed it to pass? Probably never. Maybe you white knuckled it. Maybe you employed your willpower. But I imagine you have not sat with it in a non judgmental and kind of unattached way, allowing it to pass. Because if you do, it will pass. Sometimes this process will take five minutes, but The studies say that sometimes it takes 20 to 30 minutes. But the point is that it will pass if we let it. So now you may be asking, okay, I get it. But how do I do this in real time? How do I operationalize this? Number one, notice the urge. Remind yourself that this is a wave. And if you can ride the wave, if you can ride the intensity of the crescendo and the decrescendo, it will pass. Remind yourself that as difficult or intense as it feels in the moment, you can tolerate the feeling. And ask yourself, where am I right now in this wave. Be aware of the sensation. Number two, notice where in your body you feel this craving. You may feel it in multiple places, but where do you feel it most intensely? Lots of people feel it in their gut. You can literally conjure up feelings of hunger even when you're full if you think about something long enough. Or Maybe you feel it in your mouth. Maybe you're salivating. The point is, notice where you feel the sensation in your body. Next, now that you know where you feel it more intensely in your body, 
give words to the sensation. Is it feeling tingly or warm? Do you experience it as a temperature or a color? Really try to identify the quality and the nature of the feeling. Hi friends, it's Dr. Adrian, and I'm dropping into your podcast to offer a love letter to you. I believe that our hunger represents our unmet emotional and spiritual needs. And by leaning in and listening to our hunger, we have an opportunity to hear our needs and to respond. I know this not only from personal experience, but from listening to the stories of hundreds, if not thousands of patients over the past almost 20 years. I have compiled these stories, including my own, into Hungry for More, Stories and Science to Inspire Weight Loss from the Inside Out. This book is not just about weight loss, but about life and contains lessons that I know to be life-changing. If you don't believe me, head over to my website at dradrianudim.com where you can obtain a free sample or to amazon.com and check out the reviews for yourself. Now that you've done that, identified where it is in your body most intensely, describe the quality and the nature of that feeling with words. Now I want you to bring your attention to your breathing. Perhaps even close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Relax your belly so you can fully take advantage of the space in your body to inflate your lungs and bring in as much oxygen as you can. And then allow yourself to fully and slowly exhale. Do this several times. Do this slowly for a few minutes. Now you can bring your attention back to your body again and where you're experiencing that sensation and that craving. Allow the feeling to come up. Allow it to arise once again. If it feels too intense, you can take your attention back to the breath or you can use your breath to soften that sensation. Imagine that you're breathing into the tension in your jaw or in your shoulder, in your gut. Allow your breath to loosen that grip, loosen that sensation in your body. And you may decide to go back and forth between your breath and sensation, breath and sensation. After you've done this a few times, you may want to notice where you are on the wave. Has it peaked or are you now on the descent? You can continue these steps above until you've seen yourself through the wave. Congrats, you did it. Now, remember, this is a practice. It's not one and done. And the more you practice, the more you more skilled you become. Also remember that the goal here is not to extinguish the cravings. Remember that this is part of our physiology and you cannot expect that for yourself. What the goal is, is to make them more tolerable, to know that you can tolerate the intensity of this sensation and therefore allow them to pass over 
with ease, without the same grip and without the same intensity. Now, there are some things that you can do to limit your cravings. So these are the steps that you take once you're in the throes of a craving. But there are things you can do prophylactically. And the first is to eliminate your triggers. If you know that you are triggered by that piece of chocolate in the cake or the glass of wine on the kitchen counter, then work on eliminating those triggers from view, at least until you get to a point where you can be with those things without being triggered into action. Another thing you can do is to work on your other lifestyle behaviors. Know that sleep deprivation reduces your resilience to avoiding a trigger. When you are sleep deprived, you're more irritable, you're more volatile, you are all also more likely to crave when you are sleep deprived. When it comes to food, the studies show that even two nights of sleep deprivation will reduce your um, ability to tolerate hunger. In fact, it increases hunger hormones and increases the desire for palatable foods. We've talked about this before as well. So make sure that you are sleeping well. Make sure you're exercising and moving your body. Give yourself other ways to let off some steam and other sources of dopamine. Exercise and movement isn't the only thing. Conversation with a friend, being out in nature, mindful meditation. These are all things that can help reduce the threshold of responding to triggers. And finally, continue to work on tolerating the craving instead of reacting and responding by caving into the smoking, eating, drinking, or whatever the thing may be. The more times that you are able to tolerate the trigger without reacting, the stronger the neural pathways to successfully managing your cravings. You literally create new pathways in the brain that take the place of your old habitual responses. Keep in mind that these habitual things that we've done, grabbing a glass of wine at the end of the day, running to food to soothe, these are habitual responses that have been ingrained in your brain. Trigger, response, dopamine hit, so you get that immediate, albeit short-term reward. That reward, that feeling of reward fades quickly. So now you're triggered again. You go back to the habitual response, go back to the reward, and that cycle continues and continues. However, if you manage your cravings by surfing the wave, you literally create this new pathway in the brain. And the more you take that path, the more you ingrain that pathway in a process that's called neuroplasticity. Our brains are actually plastic, meaning we can mold them and shape them through practice. So keep at it. I promise you that this stuff works.
If you're interested in learning more about this topic, I'm going to drop in the links to prior episodes that you might find of interest. And also, I suggest that you check out my 30-day journaling guide to discovering your hunger. In this guide, I send you daily emails and journaling prompts, which help you become aware of thoughts, feelings, and habitual actions, including your triggers to cravings. I offer you a framework to address challenges and barriers to achieving your personal goals. And I give you a guide to set attainable goals and to create a roadmap on how to achieve them. With these practices, you help cultivate new habits, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and gratitude. These are guides and journaling work that I use in my own daily life every day. I'll drop that link for you as well. Well, that's all for this week. I want you to practice surfing the urge. Let me know how you do with that. And I look forward to seeing you here next week on Health Bite.